Lord, we are gathered here uniquely in all of history. We are a particular people for this singular time and place. Lord, accomplish your purpose among us, O oh God. Tune our hearts to the voice of your spirit. Wake us to be present to you and, the, and to one another in these uh, shared times that we're given. For it's you, O oh Lord, who have gathered us from various place, places, and you alone know our hearts and our needs. Lord, some of us arrive here anxious, some who are lonely, some who suffer pain or sorrow. May we in our joys find grace to enter into the sorrows of others. Some among us here are arriving rejoicing, hearts made light by good news, good health, glad anticipation. May we in our sorrows find grace to embrace the joys of others. Let us prize these moments and care for one another deeply. And Lord, as we open your word, teach us and lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. Closed on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one. With the lemonade. Raise our sons. Train them in the faith. Through temptations. Make sure they're wide away. Follow Jesus. Listen and obey. No more living for the culture. We nobody's slave. Stand up for my home. Even if I take this walk alone. So, that is, <laughs> that is a song by Kanye West. Now, if you know anything about Kanye West, you know that his life up to this point has nothing been about glorifying God at all. Uh, in fact, he, he has even said that he dedicated his life for working for the devil. And so why would I start off the service with a Kanye West song? Well, today we're talking about overcoming the world. We're talking about being in the world, but not of the world and for the world. And I believe that God can do that for someone that's radically working for the devil, can turn them around and use their influence. I know some people are really skeptical about Kanye coming to faith in Christ, but I have to tell you this just as a quick aside. The person that's discipling Kanye, his pastor, uh, was trained at John MacArthur Seminary. He's an adjunct professor at the Master's University. This is a guy with really good theology, very solid, and uh, he believes that this conversion that Kanye has is a radical con conversion and that he's going to live his life for the Lord. And what an awesome testimony uh, for, for Jesus with someone with such influence. And it's really relevant for us today as we're talking about overcoming the world. We've been in this series now. This is the second week of the series, uh, uh, the series of overcomers. And last week we talked about overcoming the flesh, the, 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 the operating system that we've been given, that we've been downloaded with, uh, that causes us to run towards sin, to run towards our flesh. Next week, we're going to talk about the devil, and it's so interesting, Kanye talking about how he served the devil, because now he's saying things like this, I'm an evangelist, so my music, my films, every conversation I go into, we're here to save souls, save you from eternal damnation. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins, then you know the gospel. 
So we all can uh, be tempted by the evil one, and next week we're going to talk about how we can overcome that. But this week we're talking about how to overcome the world, how to be, uh, how to be in the world but not of the world, but yet for the world. And sometimes that can be a little bit confusing. How does that all work together? We're, we're called to reach the world, but we're called not to look like the world. And how does that all uh, work together? Well, the main scripture gives us a good description. It's in Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. How does that all work? How are we supposed to be not conformed and transformed? And how are we not supposed to be influenced uh, by the world? Well, it all can be confusing, but God's word always brings us back to him. So we can fall off two different ways. We can, we can say, we're not supposed to conform to the world, so let's just withdraw from the world. Let's just have our little holy huddle. All the brothers and sisters in Christ, maybe we can even live in the same neighborhoods together and we don't have to associate with the world at all let's just withdraw from that and things are getting worse and worse and let's be scared and let's withdraw that's a temptation that we can have the other temptation that we can have is that we can be tempted to conform and that temptation is strong isn't it i mean i i live in this world i i feel those temptations to conform to the way the world uh, has us to be and it's difficult to not do those things but thankfully we have Jesus as a model this year we're on a disciple making adventure and we're called to to love Jesus to love one another and to love the lost that's who we are as disciples that's what we're striving to be uh, here at Good News and so we have Jesus as the model and and he really was in the world but not of the world yet for the world wasn't he I mean, he was in the world. Thankfully, God came from heaven to earth as a seeking and saving Savior. He was in the world. He took on flesh. He's not a faraway God. He's a close God. He relates to us. He actually lived life as a human. So he knows what it's like to be tempted. He knows what it's like to have pressures to, to conform. But then he was not of the world, was he? I mean, he was tempted in every way, yet was without sin. I mean, thank God for that, right? He lived a perfect life, a life we could never imagine uh, living. He was not of this world, but he was for the world, wasn't he? I mean, he loved people, and he does love people. He loves each and every one of us, and he is a joy giver, not a joy stealer. I mean, when he was walking on this earth in the flesh, he was accused of being a glutton and a drunkard. I mean, do you remember what his first miracle was? What was it? Oh, yeah, you guys know that one, right? <laughs> yeah, he turned water into wine. He wanted the party to keep going. He's a joy giver. He's for the world. He's for us. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to live in the new creation that we are as believers in him. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. And that means that all of these things and more is who you are in Christ. I have a list of some things that we see in Scripture of who you are. I'm just going to read a few of these. That you've been healed. You've been made complete in Christ. You've been given the spirit of love and power and self-discipline. 
You're loved, you're redeemed, you're the salt of the earth, you're a child of God, you're clean, you're Christ's friend, you've been justified, you have direct access to God through the Spirit, you're God's workmanship. All of these things are true about you in Christ. There are things that look different than the world. We have something to offer a world that's suffering and is without hope and without joy. We can offer them Christ. I read for you from the scripture in, in Romans 12, but if you back up and look at uh, the way that Paul built the foundation in Romans, how God used Paul in it, and, and I have to say this, you know, people are surprised about Kanye West coming to faith in Christ. How about Paul? I mean, he was persecuting Christians, wasn't he? He was killing Christians, and he gets radically saved. God can work in amazing ways. In the first three chapters of Romans, we see uh, us being confronted with the wrath of God, that we should fear God because he is just. And then the next three chapters focus on uh, us having faith alone and Christ alone, uh, and that's vitally important. And then we're talking about his faithfulness in the next three chapters, and then his sovereign ways, how he's sovereign over our life. And it gets to this point here where Paul goes from looking at all those things of God, his his wrath, his justice, his mercy, his sovereignty, and then he brings it to us. And he says, here's what you can do about that. Here's your action step. Here's your step. And I believe it is my job to equip you to be able to make disciples. That's what I desperately want you to do. And you guys, your job, your part is to want to be equipped and so that you can go out into this world and not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. And that's why the point for this morning is to overcome the world, be transformed. And the action step is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because isn't that what Paul says here? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there's all kinds of things in God's word where we see that people were challenged to step out and to not go the way of the world. I mean, think about Abraham. There are these moments in history uh, where people are challenged to step out in faith and to follow the world. Abraham was asked to sacrifice something. That something was his one and only son. And, and the son looks around, Isaac looks around and says, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham replies, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. And he did, didn't he? I mean, it was a way that Abraham could have said what most of the world would have said. There's no way I'm going to put my son on the altar. A few centuries later, there's an 80-year-old shepherd, and he gets talked to by a burning bush that God's speaking to him, and he's asking him to challenge the most powerful person in the world, to challenge Pharaoh, to help his people be set free, to not conform to the world, to go his own way and and, of course, Moses is reluctant, right? But God says, I will teach you what you're, you're going to say. I'll be with you. I mean, centuries later still, there's, there's David, and, and God works through him, even though he's an adulterous murderer. He's still called, it's called a man after God's own heart, so there's hope for all of us still, right? And, and through his line, Christ comes. Then I think Jesus himself. There are so many times that he could have conformed to the world, right? And then all his work would have been for naught. I mean, he's on the cross, and he's being mocked. Instead of coming down from the cross, he stays on the cross. He overcomes sin, victorious. 
so that we can have eternal life. And when he's on that cross, he says, it is finished. And now, some time after that, Paul is challenging the church. He's challenging us to do something, to not conform. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. I mean, that's, that's a big ask, isn't it? It's a big thing for us to, to say we're going to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. We're going to do things differently. And he's obviously not talking about a literal sacrifice. But he has strong language of a sacrifice here because before we were in Christ, we were bondage to what? What were we in bondage to? Our sin. Our sin. That was our master before. And now in Christ, we're called to be living sacrifices to use the ways that God has equipped us and the ways that God has given our giftedness so that we can glorify him. To not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not conform, it says. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. It's interesting, Paul uses the word world here in the, in the Greek. It's eon, which, which just means age. Because there was a time when our world wasn't evil, right? When God created the world, he didn't create it evil. He created it perfect. But then sin entered the world. And we learned about that through our one story series of the Bible that sin entered the world and it changed everything. And now there's sin and there's evil and there's temptation and we're constantly being pushed to conform. And listen, I have to tell you, brothers and sisters, it's, it's really easy to conform, isn't it? In fact, it's an easier path. I mean, you look at the example with what's going on with, with Kanye West, it would have been easier for him to just keep doing uh, rap music that has tons of swears in it, that talks about womanizing, talks about adultery, talks about pornography, it would have been easier for him to keep doing that. Because now you look what's going on. He's being criticized by the world. I mean, he made an album called Jesus is King. And so, of course, all the reviews are ripping the music, all the reviews are ripping him. And then, you know who else he's being criticized by? By Christians. He's being criticized by Christians, too. I put there out on social media this week to pray for Kanye. Woo! That was a mistake. <laughs> I was shocked just to see brothers and sisters in Christ just criticizing him and saying, no, we shouldn't pray for him. Wow. Really? See, when we, when we walk the path that's, uh, that's really broad, it's nice and big, very easy to walk the path. I mean, you just hop right on there, walk. I don't even have to think much about it at all. It's easy to not, it's easy just to conform. That's the, the, the broad way of doing it. But when you choose the, the narrow path, things are a little bit more, diff, okay. Andrew, will you help me out? You're in the front row. You just come up here and so I can just lean on you a little bit here. I promise I'm not going to make you do anything. I'm just a little bit, a little scared. I need a brother in Christ to help me out here a little bit. If you just uh, help me up there. Okay. There we go. I can be on the path. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You see, walking the narrow path takes help. 
You can't do it on your own. We need our brothers and sisters in Christ. If we're going to say we're not going to conform to the world, we're going to be transformed, then we need each other. And we need the power of the Spirit to walk. Walking the, the broad path, walking the path of the world, is really easy to do. I mean, I, I, I did it for almost 21 years of my life. It's easy. It's not fulfilling, but it's easy. If we're going to say, no, I'm not going to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, I'm going to do things God's way. I'm going to follow what God's word says. It's a lot more difficult to do, isn't it? And we need help from brothers and sisters to be able to do that. But it's far more fulfilling. And there are huge differences between the way that the world does it and the way that, that we do it. I mean, just think about the, the, if we just talked about the meaning of life. I mean, if you ask the world what the meaning of life is, what would they say? I mean, they say something like, get as much happiness or influence or success that you want, right? Well, for us as believers, it's to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. See, there, there's, a, there's a big difference. I mean, what happens if I ask the world, what makes a man or woman great? What do you think they'd say? Yeah, maybe, maybe the degrees on the wall, maybe the amount of money that you have, maybe the status that you have in, in your workplace. But the, the way of following Jesus says that the way that you're great is that you serve, that you put others first, that you descend to greatness. I mean, this is a radical thing. This is vastly different. It's far more satisfying. satisfying. I mean, what happens when we ask the world what determines right or wrong? I mean... What we hear is, do as you please, right? I mean, to each its own. How often do you hear that? Well, the way that we determine what's right or wrong is what God's word says. He says he's the way, the truth, and the life. What happens when we're, we're offended? Listen, just because we believe these things doesn't mean that we follow them perfectly all the time, does it? I mean, we desperately need help to do that. But when, the, when you're offended, what would the world say to do if you're offended by someone? What would you do? Yeah, get revenge or get them back. And what does is, what is the, the narrow path say? To, to love your enemy, to turn the other cheek. These are not easy things to do, right? I mean, when someone offends me, you know what I want to do? Punch them in the face. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. But that's the easy path, isn't it? It is. That's the easy path. That's conforming to the world. Do not conform but be transformed. What about what determines a, a person's worth? I mean, the, the world would say the worth is bank account, degrees, titles. The worth that we find in Scripture is that we're a child of God if we, if we trust in Jesus. What about our identity? Well, the world says that you could change your identity. You don't like who you are. You can be the opposite. You can change it. But God's word says is that our identity is that we're made in the image of God and in, and in need of a Savior. I mean, think about what, what the world says about marriage. marriage. They say if you just have love, it's, it's okay. But we believe what God's Word says is one man and one woman for life. Not because he's the joy stealer, but because he's the joy giver. I mean, what about what the world says about the unborn? Should they be valued? Should they be protected? Well, there's a portion of the world that says no. But we, we say yes because we value everyone. We believe that there's worth in every single soul that God creates. See, there, there's a big difference between the narrow road and the broad road. There's a big difference between conforming 
and not conforming. And when we say we're not going to conform to the world, that we're going to be in the world, but not of the world, but for the world, it's our actions are going to look different. And people are going to ask questions. And sometimes it's going to be difficult to be able to explain those things. So that's why we need to, be have, need to have our mind renewed. So how do we have our mind renewed? How do we do that? Well, we draw close to God first. We look in our, in our study this week, we're going through Daniel, and we see examples over and over and over about how people didn't conform. I mean, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't conform to the world. And what happened to them? They get thrown in the fiery furnace. But God is with them. God protects them. God shields them. God works through them. You look at Daniel. He does not conform to the world. And what happens to him? He gets thrown into a lion's den. But God is with him. And God cares for him. So we draw close to God and we test and approve what his will is. And those things happen gradually and supernaturally. Jesus said, I, told you, I have told you these things so that in me you would have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So to overcome the world, we need to be transformed and we need to understand something. And this is so important. Jesus is not dead. He is alive. He is alive and he's working in your lives. And he's working in my life. And I'm so thankful and so grateful for that. And that's why it's so important that we gather together here. And listen, you have every excuse in the world not to be here. Some of you partied yesterday, the Florida-Georgia game, especially you Georgia fans. You were all excited about the, about, the victory, about the victory. Right now, there's a Jaguar game going on. And I saw some of you checking the scores while I was preaching. That's okay. God forgives you. I love you. It's all good. It's all good. It's a beautiful day outside. So why would you be here? You're here because Jesus is alive. And because Jesus is alive and he's working in and amongst us and he's working in our brothers and sisters and we encourage one another to walk the narrow path, to not conform, but be transformed. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, won't you do that this morning? It's the way to find true life. It's the way to find true joy. It's the way to find eternal life. And it's going to be more difficult. I'm going to tell you that right now. Following the ways of the world is a lot easier. It is. It's, it's the broad path. You follow the ways of the world, guess who you're not going to be criticized by? The world. They're going to affirm what you're doing. But when we walk the narrow path, when we don't conform, it's going to be more difficult, but it's far more fulfilling. Jesus says, take heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. So put your faith in him. Admit that you messed up. Believe in him and commit your life to Christ if you've never done that before. It's the most vital thing that you could ever do. And if you've done that, allow Jesus to renew your mind in word and spirit. And that's why we're here. That's why we gather in small groups. That's why we tell you to do the study throughout the week. That's why we encourage you to be disciple makers. Because as you draw closer and closer to God, as you're around him more, as you're in your word, you allow him to saturate your life, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to conform as much. You're going to be transformed. And then what's going to happen is that people around you are going to start asking questions because you're looking a little bit different. Do you think Kanye's wife, Kim Kardashian, is asking some questions? Do you? I know she is. What about his kids? What about his entourage? See, 
they're asking questions because he's been radically transformed. And in our lives, we can be transformed too by the renewing of our mind. He, allow, he wants to work in and through you. And if you allow him to allow the spirit to move. Because church, we're called here for a time such as this. I believe that God is doing amazing things in our church, in our community, in our world. And I want to be a part of it. And I want you to be a part of it. And I know the way that God is going to work through us the most powerfully is when we don't conform. When we count on the power of the Spirit. When we lean on our brothers and sisters. When we dig into God's Word. That's how we're going to be in the world. But not of the world, but for the world. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the power of your Spirit working in my life. I know the way that I would do things would be the way of the world. When somebody does me wrong, I would get them back. When I think about success, I would just want to lift myself up. When I think about trying to be great, I would think about all the ways that I can be selfish. But your way is so much different. Your way, in your way, there's so much more joy. In your way, there's so much more fulfillment. In your way, there is life. And so, Lord, help us to not conform. Help us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. In Jesus' name, amen.